Well, let my, may I begin by adding my welcome to Alistair's. It's really wonderful to see you, whether you're one of our regulars here or if you're visiting us for the first time, whether you're here in person or tuning in online over YouTube. It's really wonderful to see you all this morning. And may I ask if you could turn in your Bibles to Matthew's Gospel. Um, in, in the English Bibles, that is going to be page 1022. Matthew chapter 6, and if you're using one of our Chinese Bibles, it's in the second part and page 10. And if you've got one of these green sheets here, it gives you a bit of an outline of where we will be going this morning, so I hope that will help you as well. So Matthew chapter 6, and as you're finding your place, um, let me read you some song lyrics. Seriously, I considered singing them to you, but Joseph said to me, maybe wait till you've been here for a year before you start doing stuff like that in the pulpit. So, anyways, let me read you some song lyrics. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. I'm sure for some of you that these words would have been ringing loud bells in your ears. Uh, If you're Welsh or if you're into your rugby, then you'll know that this is part of the Wales National Anthem that is often sung during match day. Thousands upon thousands of supporters singing around the Principality Stadium, bread of heaven, bread of heaven, before they go and win or lose another match. But of course, these lyrics are also biblical words. That's where they came from. They are an expression of the attitude and the desire that the Lord Jesus Christ himself encourages us to have. They are very much related to a line of the Lord's Prayer, which says this, Give us today our daily bread. So, we've been thinking about the Lord's Prayer for the last few weeks in our mornings, And as ever, we've come to familiar words which we may have said from a very young age for a regular basis. But we are asking, what does this mean? Why should we pray, give us today our daily bread? What is it that we are asking for? Well, for this morning's sermon, I want us to see that this prayer, give us today our daily bread, reminds us to daily depend on God, because we are firstly physical beings with physical needs, and secondly, because we are spiritual beings with spiritual needs. Well, do come with me to Matthew chapter 6, as we look at both of these in turn. Starting with the first heading on your handout, we are physical beings with physical needs. If you've been with us during our series on the Lord's Prayer, then you'll remember that Jesus teaches this prayer to his disciples as part of his famous Sermon on the Mount in chapters 5 to 7. And so before we dive into chapter 6 verse 11, which is our main text for this morning, let's remind ourselves briefly of Jesus' school of prayer curriculum, beginning at chapter 6 verse 9, page 1022 where we began our series. So Matthew chapter 6, looking at verse 9, as a reminder, Jesus says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. 
Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Notice firstly that the Lord's Prayer begins by reminding us again of who it is that we are praying to. The Almighty Creator God, yet we know Him as our Father. And then notice that the the first three requests are very much focused on Him. Hallowed be Your name, Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Only then does the Lord's Prayer, as Jesus teaches us to pray, now turns to address our needs. And starting with verse 11, which is what we're going to be focusing on this morning. Give us today our daily bread. Well, what is this prayer for exactly? And you may well think, well, that's pretty obvious. Which it is. It's a prayer for what it says it is. Give us today our daily bread. Bread, of course, is a staple food, standing for the essentials for our survival. Without bread like this, we would die. And so Jesus urges us to be praying daily to our Father in heaven, give us today our daily bread. Now, Jesus taught his disciples to pray this, But I do wonder how many of us here at Hollywell today actually pray that prayer in anything like a heartfelt way. Because wonderfully, for many of us here in Loughborough, in the UK, or in the West more broadly, getting food on the table may not be a major concern. If I was, for example, to invite myself around to your house, which I'm very good at, Uh, come into your house and see some food on your table and then just ask you, here, where did this come from? How did you get it there? Why is it there? Well, you may not even think about such a question. I'm sure, I guess, some ideas might come into our minds. You might say, well, it's just there, isn't it, mate? Or if you had to push me a little bit further, well, the money I get from my job or from student loans or from benefits or my massive pension. It allows me to buy food from Tesco Extra or Morrison's or Audi or get it delivered from, you know, through Just Eat, Deliveroo or Uber Eats, whichever has the best deal at the time for whatever I fancy at the time. You know, it's pretty simple. But hear me on this. I think it's very easy for many of us here to become complacent. I think for a lot of us, it's easy to forget that by whatever means God did it, He provided the very means that we eat. And he provided all the meals that we eat. Every mouthful. And so we pray, give us today our daily bread. As well as being a prayer, it's a reminder to us that every day we are dependent on the Lord for our food. As the Lord of the harvest, he sends the rain and the sun He gives us the strength, if we work, to earn money. He provides whatever means that we have to purchase food. And so this is why often Christians pray during mealtimes, to pause and to remember 
these blessings again. And to give thanks to God with meaning. And it's such a wonderful habit to continue, isn't it? To remember that God is the provider. Once again, he has graciously answered that prayer, give us today our daily bread. Now, if that is something that you do, let me ask you this. What is your attitude when you pray that prayer? Where is your heart? Has it got to a point where you've become so over-familiar with what you are saying that your words simply roll off your tongue without much meaning? Has it become a tick-boxing exercise? Or has it become, I don't know, conditional? Has it become a conditional prayer based on what you are eating? For example, I know some people, what they do, they pray after they've eaten their meal, which sounds to me, it gives them a get-out clause in case they don't like what they are eating. Imagine that. But seriously, have some of us perhaps got into a habit of forgetting or ignoring God's goodness to us in our lives? Because when Jesus teaches us to pray, give us today our daily bread, he is giving us a broader principle that we would remain dependent on God for all our daily necessities. Not just food to eat, but also clothes to wear. A place to live and a place to sleep. And whatever other essentials we need in order to live our lives each day. As James writes in his letter, every good and perfect gift comes from above, comes down from the Father which is how we opened our service this morning. It's a reminder that we are utterly dependent on the Lord for everything. That that, that breath that we just took, uh, the blood that is going around our bodies, um, the income that we have, to every single mercy which are new every morning. As we pray again, give us today our daily bread. We are acknowledging the giver. We are showing that we are not complacent on our own self-sufficiency. We are looking up and depending again on the one who provides. And of course, there are moments, aren't there, when our complacency gets shattered. Maybe there comes a time when we lose the job. Maybe our ill health suddenly strikes. Or maybe that significant, unexpected, sudden cost arises. And then we worry, don't we? We lie in bed. We wonder, will my family get through this? Get through to the end of the month. Get through to the end of the year. Get through this cost of living crisis with energy bills going up and up as winter draws nearer and nearer. Maybe it's moments like these that we're spurred to do what we were meant to do all along. The very thing that Jesus tells us to do which is to look to him to provide for all our daily necessities, which incorrectly we thought we were providing for ourselves before. But now the Lord has shown us we need him and we need his help day by day, moment by moment. And for those moments of anxiety, Jesus has a lot more to say to us in his Sermon on the Mount. Glance over the page, still in Matthew chapter 6, but now looking at verse 25. Have a look with me, Matthew 6, 25, or just listen. Jesus says this, 
Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body and what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Hudson Taylor, let me tell you about him. One great thing about him is that he was a Yorkshire lad like myself. That's always great. But more importantly, Hudson Taylor, he was a remarkable missionary. Um, He made it his life's work to take the gospel, the good news about Jesus, to China, to places where he had never been heard before during the 1800s. And I think for many of us, it'll be very hard to imagine today what it was like back then to leave home and to go to what was somewhere so far away, and to immerse yourself in such a different culture. So we could say that Hudson Taylor, he knew a thing or two about depending on the Lord for daily necessities. And he once wrote this about his ministry. Have a listen to this. He writes this. I am taking my children with me. And I've noticed that it's not difficult for me to remember that the little ones need breakfast in the morning, dinner at midday, and something before they go to bed at night. Indeed, I could not forget. And so I find it impossible to suppose that our Heavenly Father will ever forget his children. I am a very poor father. But it's not my habit to forget my children. God is a very, very good father. It is not his habit to forget his children. And for those of us who have been Christians maybe for quite some time now, we can look back, can't we, and can remember and we can see that being true in our own lives in countless ways, can't we? God has answered prayer for our food, for our clothing, for housing and for heating. And for so much more. As we look back, we must resist that conclusion which says that, you know, those things, they would have just come our way anyway. It just happens. No, our Father God provided, and he did so wonderfully. And that spurs us on as we look to the future to keep on praying day by day, give us today 
our daily bread. We are physical beings with physical needs, and our heavenly Father knows all about them better than we do ourselves. And so, as we pray this prayer with an active dependency on the Him for every day, we will find that we have a wonderful Father who gives us everything that we need and generously so. Well, with all of that in place, there is yet more to this prayer that Jesus teaches us. Give us today our daily bread. There is even more to God's abundant generosity towards us. Well, how so? Because our Heavenly Father knows that we are not only physical beings with physical needs, but that we are also spiritual beings with spiritual needs. Now, in order for us to fully understand and appreciate this, we need to remind ourselves, as we often do here at Hollywell, that whenever we read the Bible, we need to remember who are first hearing these words. Who were the first hearers? Well, as Jesus, uh, as he's up the mountain, given his famous sermon, it would have been Jews, Old Testament Israelites, originally hearing what Jesus said. And for them, whenever they heard of bread, they would have naturally and immediately thought of what took place back in the Exodus during the Old Testament, which Alistair read to us earlier in the service. The Israelites, they have been commemorating this event every year. The time when God had brought them out of slavery, out from Egypt, and had promised them a land where they would be his people forever. There was a journey along the way, through the wilderness, which was very tough going. But God provided manna. Now, manna is kind of wafer-type flakes. They're a bit like Frosties in texture, but they have extra sweetness to them, whether that's cinnamon or honey. And basically, when you add them with water, it kind of makes a kind of naan bread. But essentially, God provided manna naan bread, if you like, to all of his people along the way, enough for all of his people to eat every day. And throughout the New Testament, as Christians, we now look back on that journey of the Israelites from Egypt, through the wilderness, to the Promised Land, as a picture, a pattern for our own Christian journey. Remember, we have been redeemed. We've been rescued from slavery to sin. We too have this wonderful future ahead of us in the new heavens and the new earth. And so now we are on the way. We are journeying by faith. And God has promised to give us everything that we need in in order that we make that final destination. That is, God has said that he will provide the bread that we need until the day that we see Jesus Christ face to face in glory. And so that's why we pray, give us today our daily bread. And so at this point, you might be thinking, well, that's all well and good, fair enough. But what does that bread look like exactly in practice? And to begin to answer this, we can do what we've been doing throughout our, our, each week of our series on the Lord's Prayer, which is to look again to the one we are following, to Jesus himself. We've seen how Jesus in his life models what it is to be a person praying the Lord's Prayer. 
So, for example, last week we looked at the line, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But if you remember, later on in Matthew's Gospel, we see Jesus Christ, when he reaches the Garden of Gethsemane, with his death fast approaching, we see Jesus praying, My Father, if it is possible, take this cup away from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. And then God's will was done, as Jesus went to the cross to redeem us. Okay, so how does Jesus' experience help us exactly with this line, give us today our daily bread? Well, if you know Matthew's Gospel, then you may remember that there is an occasion in which bread has already come up. Back in chapter 4, don't turn to it, but back in chapter 4, you may remember Jesus, he himself is in the wilderness. He has been fasting for 40 days, and the devil came to tempt him. And do you remember what the first temptation, the first taunt was? If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And so here's a question, right? Here's a question for us. At that moment, did God give to Jesus his daily bread while he was in the wilderness? I guess a superficial response might say, no, he didn't. Because Jesus went so many days without food. But do you remember how Jesus responded to the devil's taunt? Jesus, what he does, he quotes Deuteronomy back in the Old Testament just after the Exodus. And Jesus says this in response to the taunt. He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Jesus knew that at that moment, what really mattered was that he kept on listening to his father and he kept living for him. And that is exactly what Jesus did. So you could say God did answer the prayer for that sort of bread, not the physical bread, but for the sustenance for Jesus to keep going, trusting his father all the way. And then in due course, God did meet Jesus' physical needs as well when the angels came and ministered to him. So as we pray in the Lord's Prayer, give us today our daily bread, we are thinking about the practical necessities of life. But we are also above that and with that asking our Father to provide all that we need as we continue our journey, if you like, on earth until we see Jesus face to face and we are with him in glory. We are not just physical beings with physical needs. We are also spiritual beings with spiritual needs. We are creatures in need of spiritual bread daily in order to help us not give up, but to keep going in the Christian life, trusting and following the Lord Jesus. And as it was with the Lord Jesus, the word of God, the Bible, will be at the very heart of our Christian journey. And of course, through the word of God, what we are ultimately provided with is Jesus himself. As Jesus himself says later on, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall never hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. So let's keep praying, brothers and sisters at Hollywell. Let's keep praying. Give us today our daily bread. 
expressing a true and wide dependence on our Heavenly Father to meet our practical needs, but also praying aware that we are faced with all sorts of temptations to give up in the Christian life. Let's be praying that we would remember the biggest story of which we are a part, and that God would provide for us every step along the way to keep looking to Jesus until we see him face to face. And so the rugby playing anthem, which is also a hymn, by the way, they get it right, don't they, with their words. Our desire truly is, bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. So, what have we learned this morning from Matthew's Gospel? What we've learned, what we've seen, is that this prayer, give us today our daily bread, is all about dependency. Specifically, it's a prayer that urges us to daily depend on the living God, who is also our Father in heaven. We live in a society that very much prides itself in teaching us that the best life is the independent life. A life where you can earn your own income and buy your own house and live out your own lifestyle without having to rely on other people. It's what we teach our children and our grandchildren. And we try to live it out by example, don't we? And don't get me wrong, there is a lot of good in this. But there is a real danger. May I submit to you, there's a real danger that we can easily become complacent and forget who created all things, including us, and therefore gave us the resources to live out our lives in the first place. Remember, we are needy creatures who are both physical and spiritual and have both physical and spiritual needs. Maybe you wouldn't call yourself a Christian here this morning. Maybe you've just come along and you're looking in and wondering what it's all about. Think with me for a moment. I don't know about you, but I found it fascinating Um, historically, our Western secular society is historically proclaimed that there is no God and that we are just physical machines made up of physical elements. But nevertheless, there has been in more recent years a huge emphasis on well-being and mental health, which has led to many people adopting practices and routines that involve a spiritual element. Consider yoga. With all the exercise and the help that it provides, There is a sense of spirituality, isn't there? Connectedness is sometimes the word they use. Or consider those meditation exercises that you can use through uh, phone, uh, phone apps like Headspace or Calm. They're really good and they help you with sleep and things like that and stress, but... The way it frames it is through a sense of spirituality and connectedness beyond our physical realm. So that's interesting, but what's also interesting to observe is that during the pandemic, so many people have been coming to the conclusion that they are not as fully in control as they think, and that life is not as simple as they would like, because so many things have just not worked out, have they? And so what I'm trying to say is this. Perhaps all of these things, maybe they're just a little hint to us. But there may be more to us than having a physical body made up of just physical chemicals. If you're not a Christian here this morning, just ask yourself the honest question, don't you have some kind of awareness that you're, ju- that you're more than just a body, 
with physical chemicals? Aren't you more valuable than that? Haven't you got any kind of awareness at all? Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall never go hungry. And so today, Jesus invites you to come to him so that he might feed you with his word, his promise of forgiveness from your sins and to take away all your shame and all your guilt for whatever you have done and to transform your life into the image and likeness of him and to enter you into a personal, living, active, vivid relationship with the living God, the same God who made you and the same God who sustained you day by day, the same God whom we call our Father in heaven. And so I invite you today, please come to Jesus. Let him take your guilt and shame away. And I pray that you'll find rest for your souls in him this morning. Ask him to feed you the bread of heaven. And as we close, for those of us who are Christians, it's worth remembering that our Christian journey begins and ends with a total dependence on God. We must be careful And not think that Jesus somehow gets us going on the right road, only to then abandon us halfway and leave us stranded. No, Jesus, he wants to help us through our our entire pilgrimage and get us over the finish line. If only we would trust him to do so all the way. He knows how tough the journey can be. And yet he is our supreme example in which what it looks like to trust our Heavenly Father when the going gets tough. But he's more than that. He is also the food that we need to consume daily in order to keep putting one foot in front of the other in the Christian life. And so as we come to the Lord's table, which we will do in a few moments' time, we can be reassured if we are trusting in the Lord Jesus that God is for us. Paul writes this in Romans 8. He, that is God, who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Our God is a generous father. He has given us the greatest gift, his own son. So as we keep on praying, give us today our daily bread. We can be sure, we can be confident that he will give us everything we need to not only begin the Christian life, but to also finish it as well. Amen.